Hey, welcome back to uh, Writing is Hard Work. I'm Roger Colby, science fiction novelist, blogger, blah, blah, blah. Um, I have uh, the pleasure of having a guest on my show today. Um, his name is Michael Dean. Um, Michael and I work together at the, at the high school. We're both teachers there. Uh, I teach English and Michael teaches science. He teaches, uh, he's probably one of the best chem teachers around. Um, Michael and I have known each other for a long time, several years, uh, almost 15 years, I guess, yeah. wasn't it? Um, and so what, what I asked Michael to come on the show today for is to, about screenwriting because he's been doing it a little longer than I have. I started dabbling in it recently. And um, again, this podcast is really about, it's about uh, podcasts for writers who have day jobs, haven't quite quit their day job yet, and they want to you know, continue and write and publish and stuff like that. So how do you go about doing that? That's kind of what the podcast is about. So today we're going to talk to Mike because he's written a screenplay and he's had a little, some had some good things said about it. Uh, it's really a funny screenplay. I've read it. It's really hilarious um, and irreverent <laughs> and lovely. Well, thank you. <laughs> um, so... First thing, uh, let's see, I'll just start with my questions here. Um, how long have you been writing fiction, Mike? Uh, the first fiction I wrote that I can remember was back in third grade. We had a writing assignment. We could write anything we wanted, and it was fiction. Okay. <laughs> and then well, ever since, any, any chance I got to write, um, I, I, I wrote. Yeah, yeah. So... Um, so, you actually wrote, uh, and this is kind of fun, and there's all kinds of writing, and that's the thing I'm going to talk about on the show. I'm going to have different shows about different types of writing, not just novels and stuff. But um, there's also, uh, if you're familiar with Dungeons and Dragons, there's some really cool uh, adventures I've had in Dungeons and Dragons, and some of them have been under Michael's DMing. Um, but, uh, Michael, you actually wrote an adventure for Dragon Magazine. It was published in Dragon Magazine. Well, I, I've written two adventures that I submitted to Dungeon Adventures. Uh-huh. Uh, neither one were accepted, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but I did get published in Dragon Magazine, and that was actually uh, song lyrics. Oh, cool. Uh, I basically did what we call filking in, uh -huh. in the science fiction fandom community. Okay, explain filking for those that don't know what that means. For those that don't know what it is, uh, Weird Al. Okay. Uh, a song parody, taking a song popular song and okay. putting new lyrics to it awesome. for you know, whatever subject. So I did some song parodies related yeah. to Dungeons & Dragons. Yeah. Uh, for example, I took Britney Spears, uh, took Britney Spears, Oops, I Did It Again, uh, <laughs> and Oops, I Rolled a One. <laughs> Um, For those of you who don't know, rolling a one in D and D is very bad. I uh, took, uh, I think it's In Sync or Backstreet. One, I, I don't remember. One of the boy bands, uh, Bye Bye Bye, uh -huh. and made it Fry 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 <laughs> uh, about throwing a fireball. <laughs> oh. and, but my favorite was is still ZZ Top, Sharp Dressed Man. I did it as Steel Dressed Man, <laughs> and basically described Knight putting his armor on. <laughs> that is just wonderfully nerdy. And just awesome. I, and I still need. I still need to find. I still need to find a karaoke program that will let me change the lyrics on the screen, so I can get somebody to sing this. 
<laughs> because, as we all know, Mike Mike doesn't sing very well. His, he can't carry a tune very well. I but can that's okay. If, hey, I can if I put it in a paper bag. If he puts it in a paper bag, yeah, but it's okay. He has other talents that are so much better. All right, so um, Dragon Magazine. So you wrote this thing. Uh, now, when you write an adventure for like a, I know we're talking about screenplays, but it's kind of almost the same thing. Writing a screenplay is almost the same as writing an adventure for Dungeon Dungeon Magazine, right? I, In a way, I'd say that the process—it's pretty much the same all the way across. I mean, the the narrative structure uh, follows the same pattern, whatever uh-huh. you're writing, yeah. whether it's a novel, a short story. Um, Except you have to come play. up with uh, you have to come up with stats and stuff for different creatures and stuff like that, or just pull them out. Well, of that's, well, that's, what game, that's what your game system does. Yeah, so. your game system uh, gives you all the stuff. But what you do is you create a story so that the dungeon master can use your story to tell to the to the adventurers, so the adventurers can then add to the story with their own characters. It's kind of cool because what what's great about Dungeons and Dragons, and I'm, man, I probably need to do a show about D and D. But what's great about Dungeons and Dragons for writers is that you can really explore uh, character creation and 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 just stories and uh, backstories and all that stuff. You can really play around with that and um, probably create your own you know uh, stories and novels out of the stuff that comes up in these games. You can absolutely. Yeah. Uh, a lot of fan fiction out there is basically D and D adventures that, yeah. that somebody has written up as a story. True. Uh, the, the, the bad side is if like any bad writing, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> when you do it that way, it can, it can actually even get more horrible. Yeah. But I, I think writing an, uh, writing an adventure for Dungeons and Dragons is more difficult uh-huh. because in a, in a novel, in a screenplay, you know what the main character is doing. Uh-huh. You you know what's going to happen. What right. the results are. You can't know for the game. You can have some. You can make some guesses uh-huh. and alter alternate paths accordingly. But other, if you force the the characters to do what you want, yeah, uh, that's bad. That's bad gaming. That's railroading. Yeah, um, yeah, and. <laughs> Uh, you know, half of it is half of DMing is taking the story, the adventure, and and being able to make modifications as you need. Yeah, true. Which again is writing on the fly. Okay, so um, you your love of fantasy. I mean, you, you probably oh, love yeah. fantasy probably even more than sci-fi. But um, so you actually wrote a fantasy novel a couple of years ago. Yes. T- tell us about that book. Oh, um, it's called The Brotherhood. Mm-hmm. I'm currently shopping it to publishers. Yeah, um, it's the story of a young man who grew up in a monastery um, mm-hmm. with a with a substitute father. Yeah, um, right before he comes of age, the monastery is attacked. Everyone's killed, mm-hmm. and he is thrust into a world that he doesn't understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, trying to figure out what. What happened? Why were why were the only father the only father figures he knew? Why were they all killed? Yeah. Uh, who who is his real parents? Yeah. One of my goals with this is to explore explore what does family mean. Yeah. Uh, another goal I had was to actually subvert tropes. Oh, okay. Uh, so, for example, uh, he's given a ring that used to be his father's. Yeah. Um, before his adopted father ends up dying, he, he gives him this ring. Mm-hmm. Uh, so as he's looking around 
showing it to, the, to, to heralds in different towns, going, hey, do you, know, do you recognize this? Do you know what it means? One of them goes, oh my god, you're the lost heir, you're the missing king. Really? Oh no, I just like playing with the rubes that bring in weird rings that aren't worth anything. <laughs> That's great. Because, you know, everybody sees, oh, you got this ring, this, is, this shows you're going to be, you're the heir to the throne. <laughs> That's a standard trope. Let's let's turn it around and subvert right, it. Right, yeah. yeah. So. And uh, I actually um, read and, uh, and, and helped, uh, like, I guess it wasn't necessarily revised, kind of went through and, and picked through the book and kind of gave pointers here and there and helped them out. Um, this is when you were first starting out. Kind of, is, a, is this the first novel you've first ever novel. written? Yeah. So he did a pretty good job for a first novel. I mean, it was uh, it was it was engaging. Um, I felt that it had a, a really good story, and I was in, I was really engaged in the story, um, and kind of wanted to know what was going to happen next because all these tropes were turned upside down, and and I didn't know what to expect. So it was really kind of cool um, reading that. So I, I will say this: my <clears throat> vampires don't sparkle. <laughs> yes, vampires do not sparkle. All right, so uh, tell us how you got into writing a screenplay. Um, well, it was it was kind of a challenge. Um, what happened is I was I was going through some YouTube channels um, critiquing movies, mm-hmm. and I ran into how to write a screenplay like Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> uh, at the same time, there was talk about Quentin Tarantino directing a Star Trek film. Yeah. Um, I said, well, what would, what would Tarantino do if he actually directed a science fiction film? And then using that, what's the, what's the standard science fiction, um, the, the, some of the earliest science fiction stories are alien invasions. Yeah. So how would Tarantino handle that? Right. And my goal was to write a screenplay that looked like Tarantino's screenplays, uh-huh. but that was the subject matter. Yes. And okay. that's, that's how it started. Cool. Um, so what's your process for writing screenplays? Um, I, it's pretty much the same process that I use for, for any fiction writing. In fact, I actually found writing a screenplay to be easier than writing, um, than, than writing a novel. Yeah. Um, well, less words. Well, less that, words. that is true. That is it's true. mostly dialogue. Uh, that's what, that's the biggest thing. Uh, mm-hmm. there's a little bit of introductory description for each scene. Uh-huh. Um, there's a little bit of action description, right? but a lot of what you see on the screen is in terms of, of, of the visual part, that's the director, that's the set decorator, that's yeah. the prop, yeah. you know, that's the people involved in the, in the production that, on right. that side of it. Uh-huh. So, um, you basically just give them and you do how many acts you do a three act play, three act screenplay. Usually there are three acts. That's, that was, that was kind of what I was going for. Mm-hmm. Tarantino doesn't necessarily follow the, the standard three-act yeah, structure. Yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't but... follow any structure <laughs> other than just uh, his is kind of disjointed in, in time, too. Uh, he, liked, yeah, he likes to start with, uh, in fact, that's one thing that I did, mm-hmm. is after I had written it, I looked back at some of the things he does with his, and he'll often start, uh, he'll start in the middle of the story yeah. uh, with, the, with the first scene, and then go into go into the the flashback as to yeah. how everything started right. and then catch up to where oh, yeah. where that first scene left off. Yeah. So I took the, what I what I thought was the was the most Tarantino-esque scene in the movie. Right. Uh, yanked it out of the middle and put it at the start. <laughs> Good. Um, so uh, now I've I've uh, been doing some some research myself on screenplays cuz I'm working on like 
a novel and a screenplay kind of at the same time. Right. Uh, I'll write on the novel, and that'll inform the screenplay, um, which forces me to do even more dialogue in my novel, which I really love doing dialogue because that's where you really get to the meat of the characters. Um, but uh, what I'm finding out is a good screenplay has basically 12 scenes, like 12 solid scenes. Okay. And then everything else kind of goes around it. And this is what I'm reading from other screenwriters that are talking on YouTube and stuff about, you know, I'm doing my, in my research, I'm looking at all these interviews with these great screenwriters, you know, and uh, they're all saying kind of the same thing is that screenplays tend to have about 12 main scenes. And, uh, and we're not talking about, you know, cut to whatever. They could be several shots, but they're 12 main uh, pieces of the story kind of go together and they do have to have a beginning a middle and an end and uh you know so um and 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 then this kind of leads me to my next question which is you know we're both teachers and we're super busy with our with our jobs during during the school year and during the summer too because we do lots of stuff during the summer um contrary to popular belief which says oh they get their summers off actually i'm about to go to a conference for a week so just saying um, how does your day, I, I know how this affects me, but how does your day job inform your writing time? Oh, uh, during the school year, because I also coach academic team, mm-hmm. uh, in the fall, I have no time whatsoever for things I like to do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. now that has changed a little bit right. uh, since we went to a longer day, which mm-hmm. means I have less time after I get home. I didn't have any time anyway, um, <laughs> but now I've got my fri- I've got Fridays, um, so my Friday is usually spent grading papers. Yeah, but that's, writing lesson plans. Yeah, I can well see. I can get all that stuff done on Friday. Yeah, and then I actually have time on the weekend. Yeah, and it's been good. The four day school week has really helped me out. Of course, after the walkout, which we had. Listen to other other podcasts. You've heard about the walkout. If you watch the national, if news. you watch the national <laughs> news, you know about the walkout. Um, we had to go to a five day school week just to kind of catch up, so we wouldn't be out all the way into June going to school. So, um, so it kind of took, and it really screwed me up as far yeah. as my writing oh, and yeah. stuff because I was doing a lot of writing on Fridays for sure. I would spend five or six hours just writing. Um, so, and what I try to do is. I do all my scoring and stuff of essays. I've gotten it down to where I can score essays pretty quickly, and going to the AP reading has helped me with that. Um, So I'm spending less time working on, you know, lesson plans and and, and grading papers and stuff that I would have normally have done uh, before. When I first started doing this, I was grading papers every night till probably 9 or 10 o'clock, you know. and that was after getting home and getting the kids taken care of and all that stuff because I'm also the cook at home. So um, I, I just, you know, uh, what I try to do is I try to get fit in at least an hour every day and, to do it. And I just got a really good app, actually, I want to talk about. And it's a free app. It doesn't cost you nothing. Um, it's called Coach.me, and you can get it for both Apple and Android. And what it does is uh, it crowds it – crowd, uh, crowdfunds or how do you say this it puts out your um your habits during the day like out where all these people that are following this one thing say writing right 
and they they see that you're not writing, and then they get on you about it, and then you get on each other about it, and then they'll send you little pings that say, "Hey, you might want to get too busy and go write for a little while," you know. So and and so and I also got this little Apple Watch, which you know, this Apple Watch is pretty cool if you can afford it. I mean, my wife got it for me for a gift, but it'll ping my watch and vibrate and go, "Okay, it's time to write." You know, so it reminds me to do it. And it's been working pretty well because uh, every night I have it set for nine o'clock at night and I just go ahead and write, you know. Um, but uh, I don't know. My writing time, it's tough when you have a day job and you're working oh, like yeah, all the absolutely. time. Now, uh, you're going to have to tell me how that uh, how that app works for you mm-hmm. after, after you used it for a while. Yeah. Um, back when I was in high school, I wrote a short story. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, I'll, I'll email it to you, and if you want to, you can post it. You can post it on your sure. On, yeah, on I'll post website. it on. The, I'll post it on the blog. Uh, that you know, it, it's. I, I'm not sure how well people are going to like being nagged. <laughs> I'll just say. <laughs> yeah, that. right. I'll just say that. <laughs> well, uh, I just need a little gentle nudge. That's all I need. Because I like writing so much. I just need a little gentle nudge. I'm like, oh yeah, I got to get busy on that. I got to get back in that yeah, those characters but I, again. I, you know, knowing how people are online when it's a little bit more anonymous, they're not face-to-face, yeah, right. yeah. you know, gentle nudges are one thing. That's not what you get online. Uh, okay. <laughs> so uh, how do you work around the job to be a successful writer? And with that in mind, what does a successful writer look like in your opinion? Uh, successful, well, let's start off with the second half, a successful writer. Uh, a successful writer, for me, is someone who writes mm-hmm. and achieves whatever goals that they have with that. Yeah. I mean, if your goal is to write and put it on your on your blog, on your website, mm-hmm. and you do that, that's successful. Right. If, you, if your goal is to quit whatever else you're doing and be a writer full-time, yeah. that's what it's going to take for you to be successful. Uh-huh. Uh, if you just want to write and put it out there on, on you know, sell it, e-books on Amazon, and mm-hmm. hey, there they are, they're going to they're gonna be there when I'm gone. Right. That's... You know, just doing it. Uh-huh. So, for me, I I would I do not even even if even if I reach levels like uh, J.K. Rowling, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, somebody picks it up, boom! It takes off, and ever and, and and I'm writing sequels. I don't want to quit my day job. Yeah. I'm still a teacher. And I right. still love that, and yeah. that's that's who I am, not what I do. Even if they're going to go, you have to turn out a novel in six months. Well, if I'm, if, if, <laughs> yeah, if someone's telling months. me I got to turn out a novel in six months, we've paid months, you all this huge money to do it. I, well, I can I, I can manage that if they if they're going to pay me huge money, I can yeah right. I, I can I can hire somebody to grade papers and I can write instead of grading. <laughs> there you go. Right. That hey, that's my plan if I win the lottery. <laughs> but anyway, um, how like I said, it it takes. My job sucks time. It really does. It does. I don't have any time in the fall. Uh, right now, one of my goals for this summer, uh, I've had a second novel, not a sequel, uh-huh. percolating in my head. Yep. Um, I've already gotten the first scene down on paper, uh-huh. or electro- electrons, I guess, because it's on the computer. Uh, <laughs> I've already got the first scene down, um, and one of my goals is to do, is I'm going to start doing a little yeah. bit of writing every day uh-huh. and try and get that second novel done before the end of the summer. That's good, man. That's and good. That's a if good I goal. Can, if I can do, if, if I can write one a year right now, yeah. 
I, I think I'm. I that's, think that's that's my I'm, goal. That's what I need if to I do. can write a novel a year, I'm good. I think. But. Um, and and this uh, writing a novel and a screenplay at the same time is quite ambitious. It really takes a lot of effort to to do it. But I'm finding that the screenplay writing, uh, like writing a novel first, like writing a chapter and then turning that into a scene. Uh, or three or four chapters and turning that into a scene in, the, in, a, in a screenplay, it it tends to be easier to write the screenplay after I've visualized all of it and written it all out in like prose. It's weird okay, okay. for me. It's that's just how I'm doing it, but it's well, weird. Even when I'm even when I'm writing a, when I'm writing a, when I wrote the screenplay, yeah. I, I literally I'm watching the movie in my head, uh-huh. which which is kind of what I'm doing when I'm writing when I'm writing right, a novel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm taking the screenplay. Uh-huh. And I'm actually going. I'm I'm in the process of converting that over to a novel. Cool. Which so you're going the opposite. I'm going direction. the opposite. <laughs> I, I, we ought to compare to notes when this is all done. <laughs> you know, there, there's minimal description at the start of the scene. You can't write six pages of dis, uh, of dis, the yeah, describe. Right. You can't. That describe the outside it's just, of the church. You know, like for exterior church, whatever. Right. You know, um, you, 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 or interior church, uh, cathedral, whatever, and that's it. Because so, usually, what happens is they take the screenplay and they're going to go find a cathedral somewhere. Right, right. And this, exactly. that's that's the production designer's job. Exactly. You know. So, if there's something that I want to make sure is in there, mm-hmm. then that's in that description. Yeah. But you know, five or six lines. That's that's right. the most. That, that's the most I put in. Yeah. Now going from the screenplay to the novel. Now I can actually write what I saw, write the, the complete description of what I saw in my head. Sure. I'm the production designer now. Um. Okay. So one thing that we have to do say about screenplays is the biggest problem with screenplays whenever an editor gets it or a, or an agent or whoever is that they're not following the standard format, which standard <laughs> format is necessary. So. Are there any particular software that you recommend that will help with the whole formatting business? Because it's tough. I um, use Scrivener, but you know, I I actually used um, the Adobe Story Writer. Uh-huh. Uh, I I used a free version online. Right. I can still pull my stuff up, but they 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 discontinued the free version. Uh-huh. So you have you do have to pay for it. But if you also, it was it worked it worked really well. I yeah. didn't have any formatting issues. In uh-huh. fact, uh, I submitted this, this I submitted the screenplay to the OWFI Oklahoma Writers Federation Incorporated. Yeah, yeah. Uh, their writing contest for the year, and one of the one of the comments that I got back was complimenting that I, everything was in the right format. Cool. In fact, I, I actually want to say this is one thing when you, when you told me asked me if you if, if I could be on the show. Uh-huh. This is one thing that I, that I do want to point out is everything I've read mm-hmm. talks about format regardless of whether it's uh, whether you're submitting a, a script uh-huh. whether you're submitting a, a novel whether you're submitting a short story uh-huh. it talks about format yep. and even I, I don't understand this how half of the half of the slush pile is absolutely wrong format yep that these editors pick it up and just set it aside without even reading a word because it's not the right format. That's right. If you, I don't, I don't understand that. If uh-huh. you're, if you're going to take it seriously, if you're going to write something seriously, it's not that hard to, to, to find the right format and put it in the right format. True. It's so, not. Um, I'll, I'll probably do another show sometime about formatting for, for publication. Um, 
for sending off to an agent and stuff because there are definitely, I mean, with screen screenplays, definitely, but also you wouldn't realize this, but novels too. I mean, all, all kinds of writing it. If it's not formatted properly, they'll just toss it. It's weird. Well, what, what you need to do is get a, get an agent or get a get an editor yeah, on I'll, to talk I'll about try to, that. I'll try to get somebody on to talk go, about it. Go through the writing group. Go through yeah. WFI. Yeah, that's what I'll do. And if you're interested in writing, uh, here in Norman, it's uh, there's the Rose Rock Writers Group, uh -huh. yep. which you can join for free. Yep. And then Oklahoma Writers Federation, um, you get a discount on on membership with them. Mm -hmm. um, like thirty bucks as a member of uh, as a member of Rose Rock Writers. Thirty bucks. It's, it's twenty five a year. Yeah, and again, if you're a member, then that lets you enter comp enter and the competition. And I do I do encourage you wherever you are to be to try and get involved in a writing group somewhere where you can talk to other writers and actually get feedback because if you're all by yourself, and it's tough. But and then if you're in a place where you can't really find anybody, um, there's OWFI plenty. OWFI has a list of all the state writing groups. Oh, cool! That's awesome. On their website. Um, so, okay, the next question is, what are the three points of advice that you would give potential first-time screenwriters out there? Um, make sure to follow the proper format. <laughs> yeah, um, make sure that you are, that, that the length is what it is designed for whatever it is you're writing. Yeah. If you're writing a half-hour sitcom, um, make sure that it, com it clocks in at, at 22 minutes. Yeah. Uh, whatever it is, if you're writing a full screenplay uh, for a, for a feature film, make sure uh -huh. it's in the, make uh -huh. sure it's within that. And the third thing is, even though you're not a production the production designer, uh -huh. keep in mind what is and isn't possible and, right. and the cost. Yeah, because there's some great screenplays out there that are never going to be made because they're way too expensive. They're way yeah. There's no way it can be filmed. We want everything to be CGI. <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, okay, so what are your future writing dreams or aspirations, and what are you doing to achieve them? Uh, like I said, I'm working. I'm, I've got a second novel in the works. Uh, this one's going to be science, um, straight science fiction, with well, okay, maybe a little bit of fantasy thrown in. Mm -hmm. um, let's just say time travel and pirates. <laughs> cool. Um, I'm really now. I've always been told write what you know, mm -hmm. but. Uh, considering the fact that uh, I, I've never fought a I've never fought a duel to the death, although I have fought with swords, yeah, um, yeah things like that. There's a lot of things that, that get written that you can't actually know from personal experience, right? But you can research it. Sure, you so can. that's what I do. Yeah, cool. Um, so awesome. it, it, I think it's going to be interesting. Um, I know that. Well, let's let's just say that the first scene. Has actually passed muster with some with some readers uh, that take it as something that actually happened, uh -huh. or if if they didn't, then it actually did happen, which just as just as fine. And you know, um, there is a there's a really good website where you can go and test stuff out. It's called Wattpad, and um, I'm currently writing a short story on on Wattpad right now. Um, just okay. kind of a fun little short story I'm writing about going out for a walk in early early wee hours of the morning, and then discovering. Uh, something really horrific <laughs> by the side of the road. <laughs> and it all has to do with me uh, walking in the middle of the night. You know, basically, I, I get up really early and go for walks right. for exercise because, you know, this watch, it makes me complete these rings. So <laughs> I have to keep going. But uh, 
I'm walking down the road one morning, and I mean, it's 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 dark. I've got this uh, lamp that I have on my head that has, is an elastic band, so uh-huh. I can see. And there's flies buzzing on the side of the road, but no smell really. And I live out in the woods, you know, so. Right. So there's always that. There, there's a, so always this got me purposes. thinking, and I've been reading a lot of Lovecraft. So, yeah, there's a story, and it's pretty creepy. So um, it's kind of born out of some of my irrational fears as I'm walking along the road in the dark, in the <laughs> middle of the woods, <laughs> this gravel road. So um, anyway, uh, thanks, Michael. I really appreciate you coming on the show and nice uh, talking here. about talking about screenwriting. Wish you the best of luck on the screenplays and. Uh, if you're a screenwriter um, or if you're just a writer, uh, you can email us uh, on the show, uh, rogerdcolby at att.net. That's my email. Um, and uh, we can get you on the show. Also, uh, we have other podcasts. Um, one is Three Cylinder Star Drive, where we talk about nerdy stuff and bad movies. And then the second one is called Southern Fried Christianity, where we... Um, <laughs> We talk about stuff that we are irritated about with the American Christian church or Southern churches in particular as evangelicals. So until next time, I'm Roger Colby, and this has been Writing is Hard Work. Mm-hmm.